in some ways, we're like America's team right now. Just been decimated by the injury bug. You have open trials mid-year. We haven't played five on five. And you show up and you get a Big 12 win. Has it taken away by Flores. Nobody's in front of her. Peterson coming from behind. Victoria lays it up and TCU leads 62-60. It's an amazing story, and, and I, our staff has been incredible. Um, and the young ladies, they have showed up every day and just handled their business and just kept chipping away. And so um, it's been a special, hard two weeks. The TCU women's basketball team has made headlines the last two weeks, and not for the reasons you'd want. The Horn Frogs were forced to cancel two games because they had only six healthy players available. After holding open tryouts in the middle of a Power 5 conference schedule, TCU was back in action Tuesday night against the University of Central Florida. We just wanted to come out there and play hard for those who couldn't play. So I think we just wanted to stick together. Like the word we had on the board before in pregame was fearless. So we just wanted to be fearless. I'm Chris Blake, and Texas wants to know how TCU canceled two games, added four walk-ons, and won. So full disclosure, in addition to my responsibilities at KRLD, I also call TCU women's basketball games on the radio. So I had a front row seat to a wild night at Schulmeyer Arena on TCU's Fort Worth campus Tuesday. The Horn Frogs played for the first time since a road loss at Houston on January 13th. Here's TCU forward Aaliyah Roberson. It's kind of reminding me of like whenever you can't sleep at night because the first day of school is coming up. Um, just those past two games, it just, I felt like kicked in for everybody that we can't take uh, playing a game for granted. And I felt like everybody just had the energy to just be like, all right, we can go out there and show everybody what we got. The loss at Houston wasn't just any road loss. The team lost its starting point guard, Jade Owens, for the season. Owens, who transferred to TCU from Baylor for this year, is fifth in the nation in assists per game. The Frogs were also without 6'7 center Sedona Prince and shooting guard Madison Connor. Prince is averaging 21 points, 10 rebounds, and 3 blocks per game, while Connor is second in the conference at 21 points a game. Here's TCU head coach Mark Campbell, who we heard from earlier. In my career, I've never had an injury situation um, like this over a you know rough two-week stretch. Um, and in some ways, you look back on your career of the blessing of how fragile uh, being healthy is. And I've got to be a part of some really good teams. Um, and those teams stayed healthy. Um, and, it, and it just shows how quickly uh, a season can turn. TCU was also without its backup center, plus a few others who hadn't played yet this year. Other bumps and bruises got the Horn Frogs down to six scholarship players last week, which led to the open tryouts. The turnout was incredible. Um, the spirit of the, the student body, these girls that came to trials, we had two different days, six o'clock in the evening. These young ladies that showed up poured their hearts and souls uh, into that trial. And it's not like they're in, in basketball shape. It's not like they are uh, been practicing. You know, they just came from class and, and put on their sneakers. I mean, there was one young lady, I remember she said she got her hoop shoes overnight um, delivered. And so the, the, it was really neat. It was refreshing to see uh, how lucky we are at the college level to do what we do. The Horned Frogs added four walk-ons, including TCU volleyball player Sarah Sylvester. The last time I played was two years ago in high school, so it's definitely been a long time since I've been up and down on a court, but um, just 
throughout this past um, couple days since over the weekend, uh, earlier or late last week. It's been it's been a little little tricky getting back into the flow of things, but um, everyone's great and super supportive with it, so they're making it easy for me. After TCU's 66 to 60 win over the Knights on Tuesday night, I caught up with Jada Curtis, who called the game for ESPN Plus. She also played for the Horn Frogs from 2013 to 17. We know the story. The Frogs cancel a couple games due to a lack of available players. They're forced to hold open tryouts in the middle of Big 12 play. How unprecedented is that at the Power 5 level? I mean, it's something I've never heard, you know, happen before. Um, talking to Coach Campbell yesterday, you know, he said that volleyball had a little bit of that issue a year or two ago. UConn had that issue last year. And so I personally haven't heard about it, um, but it's just, you know, something that's an unfortunate event that's happened. But I think that, you know, they're making the best of the situation. And I know you haven't done this before because you played college basketball, but how difficult would it be for a student who went to the open tryout that was selected to be on the team? You know, you're going to classes, you're hanging out on campus to go from that to getting in shape to compete at the level that you need to be at to play Big 12 basketball. Yeah, that was like my first thing when I heard that they had walk-ons, you know, at this point in the year, my first thing was like, how are they going to contribute? Like, how can they contribute as far as being able to, you know, being physically able to do so? Because I mean, the student athletes, they have all summer to get ready. They have all summer and some of the fall to get ready to play these games. And, you know, that's just for the non-conference. Now we're in conference play where everything kind of really heightens up. And so just to go, you know, walking on the street to now possibly getting some minutes in a big 12 game, you know, that's crazy. You know, you have to, the shape that you have to be in to be able to compete, to be able to just like keep up, you know, think while you're tired, you know, everybody kind of knows if, if you work out, just trying to do things when you're tired is tough. It's really tough. And so, you know, credit to them for, you know, the four players who are wanting to take on that challenge, just really wanting to represent the university and, you know, the family atmosphere that is TCU. So, you know, credit to them, but they've got their work cut out for them for sure. I mean, we did see one of them get into the game, Sarah Sylvester, who is a Division One athlete already, so she may have a leg up from a conditioning standpoint. But all that being said, how did TCU get it done against Central Florida? I think it really was a collective effort, and it was the energy that they came into the game. You know, they had one of the best first quarters points-wise. I think they had 27 points in the first quarter, which was a record. The left corner for Harris for three. Make it three straight for Sydney. She's got nine perfect from beyond the arc and TCU leads 27-13. And I think they just came in ready to play, knowing that all eyes were going to be on them to see how they respond, um, especially, again, for something that's not really been talked about and never really happened before. And so, um, and they also, they wanted to get another win, you know, even though they had three starters who weren't available to play, there's still people on the roster who came there to TCU to play basketball and are very capable and really good basketball players. And so really being able to show their skills um, when their name was called. So I think just their energy and their effort throughout that 40 minute game is really what helped them get that win against UCF. I know you're a general sports fan as well. Can you think of anything you've watched in sports where a team has gone from this kind of high to this kind of low, they start had the best start in program history, got into the top 25 for the first time in four seasons. And then all of a sudden canceling games with just six players able to play. 
I mean, nothing comes to the forefront of my mind, but just like Coach Campbell talked about yesterday, this is life. You know, at the end of the day, yes, this is college athletics, but this is life. You know, you can be at the highest of highs in life and then something knocks you down. And so it is just a testament to, you know, how they are able to bounce back and how they're able to respond because it is a long season. The season is not over. You know, they do have a, a lot of more games to be played with the hand that they are dealt. And so it's definitely, you know, going to be tough but it's going to really show their character at the end of the day. Finally, yes, this is a feel-good story, but the reality is TCU does still have the majority of a Big 12 schedule left in front of them. So what are some of the challenges going to be moving forward for the next couple of weeks as they start to get some of the injured players back into the mix? I mean, getting injured players back is great, you know, because you have more numbers, you know, you still, you have people who are familiar with the offense. They had to change the offense to something that, you know, they are be able to run without the people that they normally have. So, you know, trying to get people who are familiar with what you guys do back is great, but also, you know, they're coming back from injury. They're not going to be the same person, you know, game one practice one that they were before they went out. So that's something to take into consideration. The Big 12 is hard. You know, they have so many teams. I think it's five teams, four or five teams in the top 25 are receiving votes in the Big 12 for women's basketball. And so having to go on the road to those places is going to be difficult. You know, with a full team, that's a difficult win to get. And so I think the biggest challenge is going to be being able to bring it each and every night. You're not going to always have your home crowd with you, you know, your fans to really give you that extra momentum and that sixth man. Um, And so it's going to be, again, a real testament to their character of how they're going to be able to persevere 40 games every night on the road or at home because it is still a long season. You pour your heart and soul into this thing. And the kids pour their heart and soul into this thing. And you don't always get rewarded in life for your hard work. And so when you do, man, it's refreshing. I mean, this has been a really challenging time. Building a program without all this adversity is hard. Um, Taking over where where this program was um, and to kind of take off like a rocket ship and, and, and go where we went that quickly. And then, ha- and then and then you had adversity and you're back down and you're kind of at rock bottom trying to figure this thing out. And, and it does invigorate you to see the spirit of these kids. The crowd was incredible. This community came out and supported this team. And, this, and, and to get a win, man, it's, it's incredible. That bounces off the backboard. No good. Flores, the rebound. They will not foul. And TCU, down to six scholarship players a week ago, adds four walk-ons, seven players on scholarship, and comes away with a 66-60 win over Central Florida after an improbable week. I'm Chris Blake at News Radio 1080 KRLD in Dallas, Fort Worth. Thanks for listening to Texas Wants to Know. If you like the show, please give us a rating and a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I wrote, edited, and produced this episode with editorial support from Cooper Mall and original music by Michael Eisenstein. Odyssey's managing producer for national news podcasts is Myron Kaplan. Audio of this episode appears courtesy of TCU Athletics and 88.7 FM KTCU.